The Interrobank podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Interrobank podcast. I'm your host, Ben Harrietha. This week, we'll be fueling up at Fanshawe's newest addition to the college. Welcome back to the show. We've got another great episode coming up as usual, but first, here's what's making news at Fanshawe. Fanshawe's Access Studies is welcoming another group to its entrepreneurial pilot projects for newcomers program. The 10-week program is specific to newcomers to Canada with business backgrounds and experience who are looking to adapt their skills to Canada's business climate. The program also teaches professional etiquette and sociocultural aspects of Canadian business, such as interviewing or proper greetings. The current cohort has been running since September and will continue to run until the end of December. Fanshawe grads and students have made up eight of Business London's 2022-20 in their 20s list. Each year, Business London recognizes London's most talented people in their 20s. Nominees are made up of innovators, creatives, and community advocates from all industry areas. A full list of Fanshawe grads can be found on our website, but some highlights include Carlin Farina, a grad who is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Local Rum, and Chris Mantovani, a current student behind the online coaching business, Vani Fitness. And finally, a Fanshawe alumni has entertained his way to the top. King Cruff, an international graduate who recently signed to Bob Marley's recording label, has also partnered with Universal Music Canada. Initially just signed with Tough Gong, UMC was also contacted for a partnership, which they happily agreed with. Cruff describes his music as a hodgepodge of different vibes, allowing people to get a feel for his culture as well as letting him branch out and try different sounds. After not releasing any music for a year, Cruff has a new single out now called Samurai Chop. For the full stories, visit our website at www.theinterobang.ca. So the topic of this episode is uh, Fanshawe's new esports room, uh, which has been launched after four years of planning. Speaking plainly, it's a super cool little space if you like games, and you should definitely check it out if you get the chance. The work that everyone put in to get it off the ground cannot be understated. To talk a little bit about the room and the background of Fuel, esports coordinator Tyler Hetherington will be joining us for the podcast today. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. All right. So um, first off, congratulations on the fuel station being opened up. That's huge. Yeah, it's exciting times on campus. You know, we've only been open for three days and there's already been an insane amount of students that have gone through there and played and used the room. Uh, And then uh, an uncountable amount that have just like come in and just asked questions about it and know they're going to use it later. But uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of collaborations with a lot of uh, departments on on campus at the school. I'm glad the Fanshawe Student Union really spearheaded this and uh, the room is finally open. It's in use uh, and it's all exciting times right now. Yeah. And it's wicked cool. I think that's 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 the other thing is like I went in there the first time and I was like, wow, this is like this is cool. Yeah, it definitely has the cool factor and it has the really like young person factor, too. Um, And, you know, when people do tours through the college uh, and they see the rock wall, they see the gyms, they see the oasis, they see their classrooms, they see the airport, they see all those things. And now, you know, the esports room and the fuel station is a, is a big stop on the tour and it's a, it's a really cool spot and it'll be a cool like community space uh, for gamers and people who are interested in gaming alike. So it's uh, it's exciting times. Like I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think 
<laughs> it was a really small thing, but I think the thing that got me the most was uh was the chairs. The chairs like with the, the chairs, yeah. branding. I was like, that is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, people, you know, I actually prefer like ergonomic like office chairs. Uh, mm-hmm. they're probably better for you to sit in for long periods of time. But those chairs definitely have the cool factor. And gamers like the cool factors in RGB. So those chairs are pretty cool. Yes. People like them a lot. Yeah. Um, so actually, before uh, we get too much further into it, could you just introduce yourself for maybe any listeners who don't know who you are? Sure. Uh, my name is Tyler Hetherington. I'm the esports coordinator with the Fanshawe Student Union uh, for the previous past six years. Uh, I was the uh, events coordinator, so I was the one who hosted and planned all the events on campus for the last handful of years. Uh, and because I don't like free time, I was starting the esports program at the same time as doing all the events and it's just grown so big on campus uh that uh esports is now the full-time job so the title is now esports coordinator uh, with the franchise student union uh, i officially got that title last january uh so it's new uh within uh within the college altogether and uh it's just awesome that the fsu is invested in that but that's me now love to see it so fuel uh so you started fuel what was it in I know it went varsity in 2019, right? Yeah. So it, it originally, like I said, I've been doing the events here for quite a while. Uh, and uh, we started it off as just like in-person tournaments just for fun uh, in the old Floral Hall, which is now where the new building is being created. Uh, and we would just, you know, roll TVs and roll old CRTs in uh, and do Smash tournaments, do FIFA tournaments, do NHL tournaments. We used to do Fortnite and a bunch of other games we would run standings all year long and then have like one giant tournament at the end for some big winnings uh and it just evolved to a point from those in-person tournaments to the online tournaments to the online teams to where it is today uh and then i would say within the last two three years uh the varsity status of our players uh just went to that whole another level and uh and yeah so we've been running as a varsity program i would say for those three years uh this being the third year and uh and we're just improving every year our production team is insane um and uh yeah the program's doing great right now i guess i guess you just you said that like it kind of naturally evolved into the more esports thing from the casual gaming uh was there any like what were the reasons behind wanting to start like the start fuel, I guess, was it just to give college students like let them play some games? Yeah. So uh, one of the things I identified early uh, on in my events uh, role was uh, the international students didn't have a ton of events. So I went really hard on doing the international events. And then, you know, we're doing the frost shows, we're doing the comedy shows, we're doing the bingos, we're doing all the fun stuff. Uh, and then I realized there was a pretty big market of students on campus that really didn't have their thing. Uh, you know, gamer kids don't usually go to the frost shows or the comedy shows. I mean, they do, um, but for the most part, they don't. They they game in the room. They have their online friends. Uh, they have their in-person people. And, you know, uh, Fuel was a, a way for those gamers to come together, meet gamer types. Because, uh, you know, when you're when you're a student, it's important to find your people. It's important to find friends and people you can relate to uh, in your class and outside of your class. Uh, and Fuel really excels at that uh, on our Discord and even in person in those first few tournaments. That's where they found their friends. Uh, and, you know, there's people that I, I see. We actually have 
a couple that got engaged recently uh, that actually met at a fuel event in our one of our original fuel events, the, just the tournaments. Um, so like it's, it's proof of concept, I guess, <laughs> that they make lifelong friends and even relationships out of it. So uh, yeah, that was the original plan was just because we didn't really do much for the gamer types. Uh, so we turned this, uh, we had a, a night that was available. We used to do, uh, we do it on Monday nights. It was a night that we didn't really do events on. Um, so it was uh, it was an easy thing to try and that just blew up. So it was great. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that the like the people who are part of Fuel, whether it be the varsity or even just the casual people, uh, it's it's a tight knit group. And they're like uh, when I was hanging, I was hanging out in the in the fuel station for a bit and yeah. people were just coming in and being and the people in the room would be like, oh, hey, so and so. And like. Yeah, because because of COVID, a lot of those people, some of those people have been playing playing games together for a year or a year and a half, two years, and have never met. Uh, and that's one of the big benefits of the room is you get to have that human interaction and connection that you just don't get online. Uh, when you have team players that you practice and scrim and work really hard with, uh, when you meet them in person and you get those fist bumps and you get those just the when you're looking at each other and you just understand each other a lot more, uh, the human uh, connection in that room uh, is going to do wonders for the players and for the casual players as well. You know, the, the community is just as important as our varsity players. Um, and one of the great things about the room as well is everybody knows that's the gaming room, right? Everybody knows I go to the fuel station. That's where I can, I can be a gamer and be proud of it and be who I am. So even if you don't know anybody in that room, you know, you're walking in and you, that's your people. You can be in there and be comfortable and you can be in there and connect with people uh, so, uh, that's, uh, that's one of the great things about the fuel station. No, it's, it's, it's a really good little spot. I think in the, uh, uh, yeah, just like you said, I saw, I saw someone come in who kind of, uh, I don't want to say they looked like shy or anything, but definitely were like, Oh, I'm in like an unfamiliar spot. I don't know a lot of people by the end of the time that they spent hanging out in there, they were, you know, shooting the shit with everyone else in the room and having a great time, you know, laughing and it, it's, it's got, uh, it's got good vibes. I love it. Yeah, the vibes in the room is uh, one of the most common uh, things people say about like what's the great things about the rooms. It's just the the in uh, they call and you know when our competitive teams play in there, they call it the in in room buff or the room buff <laughs> uh, when they play better. Uh, but also, it's all about uh, the vibes and meeting the people. And again, these people wouldn't meet these people each other if they just played online nonstop, or we didn't have the fuel stations. So that's one of the great uh, benefits of it. Have uh, have any of the varsity teams played like a match yet? Yeah, we've had a few. So even before we were open, uh, we were doing some testing in the room to make sure it can handle. Um, so we've done about seven uh, competitive matches out of there. Uh, and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night, we had some matches out of there. And uh, yeah, the results are really good. Um, one of the things about playing in person and on campus with the way we set up the room is their ping uh, level is really low. Uh, really good internet. Everybody's on the same internet. Um, so that really helps the competitive players play together. Like sometimes when you're playing from home and you just rent an apartment or rent a basement room in a house, you just have Wi-Fi. So you might not even have a hardwired computer or gaming system. Um, so when you, so like one of your players is playing on 30 ping, one of them is playing on 100. There's a Rocket League player last night who was playing on like 300 ping. That sounds impossible, um, but in the fuel station, you know, it's the lowest as you can get it. So uh, that's the huge benefit. 
I cannot even imagine playing a game like Rocket League on 300 pages. Yeah, on Rocket League too, where it's split second decisions nonstop. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> yeah, like I could, I could barely play things like Siege on like a hundred. That's yeah, that's brutal. yeah. It's it was insane when he put it in the the Discord that it was that high. So, <laughs> Rogers. So- <laughs> oh, you gotta love Rogers <laughs> charging you out out the ass for internet, and then it yeah. barely works. I've never really had an issue with Rogers, but uh, I see a lot of other people having issues. But uh, he struggles. Yeah, so. at my at my old place, we had Rogers, and it was just uh, we were just paying a lot for it, and it wasn't great. Yeah, and that was kind of not many options. Good old Canada Monopoly. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um. What went into the fuel station, like planning wise? Uh, a lot of pitches, a lot of discussions, and a lot of education for people who just didn't understand esports. You know, um, I'm involved with a, a not for profit organization, which is called the Esports Canada Post Secondary. Um, and, you know, when we're talking to uh, older types, uh, you know, 45 plus, um, it's not their their fault that they don't understand or they don't get it. It just literally wasn't part of their upbringing ever. Uh, And a lot of the times it's just an education. Uh, A lot of times we just have to like relate it to something that they'll understand and then they can understand what esports is. Um, And, you know, every grandparent uh, has their grandson gaming. Every grandparent now, their son gamed. And, you know, it's just an evolution of uh, how it's going to become in the future. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more females now because it's more accepted in, in society for gamers. Um, and yeah, so there's just a lot of pitching, a lot of education, a lot of like educating higher ups at the college or student union or any of any other department of what this is, why it's viable, why it's important uh that we already have the people and the players um that was a big thing in the pitches i was like these guys are doing this anyways they need the support from us uh and and proper support and you know there was a lot of discussions and a lot of you know we have to find our champions this is a common thing for esports across collegiate uh you have to find a champion on on your campus you have to find multiple champions that will really go to bat for esports um you know Athletic directors don't understand it sometimes right off the bat. And again, I believe that's just an education thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's just a lot of meetings, a lot of uh, a lot of good champions and explaining what it is to them. And then uh, some luck. And uh, that's then we ended up with uh, the fuel station as it is right now. That's uh, you love to hear it because and, and yeah, the the having to explain to people what like any form of competitive gaming I I I get it completely because none of my family knows anything about that. Uh, and if I and try again, to... it's not their fault. They, no, it, no, it just wasn't. They don't get it right. Uh, so it's it's having to you know uh, one of the ways I would do in athletics terms, uh, I would explain it's kind of like running a virtual track and field program um, because you can't have the shot put coach teach the long distance running coach, right? So like there's so many different games, so many different titles, so many different special needs needed uh, or special skills needed. So that's the athletic way I, I mentioned it. And, you know, the community connection side really helps as well. Um, you know, when we go in and we say, you know, we have over a hundred varsity players, 
that sounds great. But when you go in and say we have like 2,000 people in our Discord, we have our community fun nights, we have our in-person tournaments, uh, we have you know over 200,000 views on Twitch, over 500,000 uh, social media impressions, that they understand, right? So, uh, you know, sometimes it's tough when you're just going to some people and being like, this is what esports is, this is what gaming is. Um, but we had to, you know, explain what it is, what it does to the community, who it impacts, how it can help the school. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it, it's just the way that we had to pitch and tell, th explain things to people. Um, but yeah, I struggle now, even like when, you know, when I'm a group of friends or I'm meeting new people, you know, I, I'm a, I, I have a son four and a daughter two. So we're meeting like other parents and stuff. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And I you know, esports coordinator. And they're like, what the, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. It's hard to understand unless you know what esports is. Um, but again, just letting people know and explaining it, you got to find what people relate to. And that's how you can explain it kind of. Yeah. And that's how I gotta, I gotta imagine like it's, um, thank, thank God esports is becoming like a little bit, I guess, bigger than it was like a couple of years ago. Cause I imagine that makes it at least a little easier to know, uh, what it is for some people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ginormous. So the League of Legends championship that just happened happened had 5.5 concurrent viewers. Uh so there was 5.5 million people always watching. Um the the there's basketball games, football games, soccer games that don't even come close to those numbers. So uh it's a highly rated highly rated thing. It's just really young. Um and that's where the block comes in sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah. Because you know, my kids will this it's it's just gonna come over the time. And even collegiate esports in, in, in its entirety is less than 10 years old. Uh and you know, when we're comparing ourselves to basketball, baseball, football, those are hundred year plus sports. Like we're still in our infancy. Uh and as it gets accepted at, you know, my age bracket, then gets accepted even more at the age bracket underneath, and it just evolves more and more. It's just it's a monster, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, it's only getting bigger, there's no stopping it. Uh, so it, it's, it's not the future anymore. It's here. Uh, it's just letting people understand and get it. That's kind of where I, the huge thing is it's, it's totally like, I think, uh, what was it? It was the international, I think, which is the Dota, uh, yeah. championship. Sure. This last year had like a prize pool of like, like 18 million. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some, there's some crazy numbers. Yeah. There's a, the the latest Fortnite champion, I think, was like some twelve year old who won eight million dollars. Can you imagine getting eight million dollars and you're twelve? Oh my god! <laughs> right? Imagine being a parent and your eight year your your twelve year old kid wins eight million dollars. You'd be like, what the jackpot with this, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so much money. That is the the like zero point zero one percent though, right? That I have the yeah. ability to win that. Um, but it's the same in most sports. It's a 0.01% of, of people who can play professional hockey or baseball or soccer. Um, but yeah, the money in it is ginormous. I think that was, that was a, that was a big one for trying to, for explaining it to my parents personally, because I don't think they quite yeah. got how big yeah. these sports were. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I was like, no, these guys are going and competing on like, in like, giant venues across the world for like, arenas yeah 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 the you arena, know hundred thousand people in person and then all the people online yeah it's great yeah and i like i think of like stuff like overwatch league where it was like it was like huge you know and, and i think even overwatch league even got like a television spot for a bit there 
like yeah yeah well there there's you know if you have roku there's a esports channel that you can just watch and some of our games actually end up on there um oh, and then really cool. uh and then the score tried to do like an esports channel as well um that it didn't end up working because you know every game has a has a term of service right like the, the tos uh and sometimes broadcasting games on classic tv is still a struggle um but uh but yeah that's why it very extremely still lives on twitch right now um but uh but yeah it's a monster it's a monster yeah and it's it's only getting bigger like every year and i mean games that i wouldn't even expect to have a league are like getting you know bigger and bigger and it's 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 really cool it's uh it's cool kind of living as a young person in this uh in this environment with games and stuff yeah the natural evolution and just how how big things are growing and sometimes it takes games just to just to invest in the esports side on themselves on their own and sometimes another league will actually really push it to another level it's it's great it's all it's all awesome we love it so speaking of the games how many uh how many varsity teams does fuel have oh we have a lot uh so we have i think the number we have is 20 teams in 14 different game titles um, one of the good things about our fuel program as well is we have um, multiple teams in certain t- game titles. So we have our Fancha Fuel Varsity, uh, we have Fancha Fuel Academy, and Fancha Fuel Rising. Uh, and what this gives us an opportunity to do uh, is help develop players and help make players who want to become better. Uh, we have a spot for them on the team. So basically, if somebody wants to commit to the practice, to the work, to getting better as a team, we're going to find a spot for them on one of our rosters. Um, if they think they're the best player and they're super toxic, we don't have a spot on them on our team. All of our teams, it's about winning as a team. Um, so one of the great things we have is for Rocket League, for example, we have three teams. So if you want to view it in a classic sense, you could say like T1, T2, T3. Uh, and you know those T2s, T3s, what we call Academy and Rising, uh, are like our developer teams right we want to create future varsity players by having these teams as well we don't want to just support the top level players we want to make sure we're supporting other players who want to become those top levels so we have all a lot of those teams valorant we have three uh, a couple other games we have two so it's exciting that we uh, are able to offer that as well that's uh yeah that's what we love to hear i mean having more teams is is just a way to get more it's just a way to keep the sport alive i think you know having that yeah constant- we're we're a little crazy with how many teams we have too. Uh, a lot of schools do just kind of focus on four or five varsity teams uh, and try to make that as great as p- possible. And then they have what they call like club teams. Maybe um, we want to make sure everybody that's on one of our teams feels like they're on our team. Uh, so we want to make sure that every team member feels like they're part of fuel and they like everybody gets the same Jersey. Everybody gets the same benefits. Uh, so it's great that we can support all levels like that. Yeah, we're, that, we're a little wild that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how you're going to get people to stick around, right? Like I think, um, you know, you'll have you'll have new people coming in and kind of starting out maybe at like the academy or the rising level, and then they'll go into the varsity level. And I think that's you kind of have this like um, cycle of new people coming in because they want to stay because you know it's an accepting um, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to develop your future players too, right? Uh, A lot of people rely on just scouting or getting lucky by having a student show up on the door. 
um, or recruiting. Um, but we, we, I think developing players is very important. I, I agree. And on that note, I think we are almost done. So again, thank you for coming on. Sweet. Thank you for talking about fuel. Sure. No problem. Uh, if anybody's listened to this and wants to get involved, uh, you can join our discord at fsu.ca backslash discord. Uh, you can also just come check out the fuel station. It's open now J 2018. Uh, it is uh, located near the Oasis in the FSU offices. I uh, go upstairs and you go through through a double red doors and head to J 2018. You'll find the fuel station. Uh, there's a, a, a schedule that's posted outside the door of the fuel station. And then there's also a schedule in the Discord so you can know when it's open playtime uh, or when it's closed for, for team practice or team games. But there's a lot of open playtime. Even if you don't want to just come in and play for an hour or two hours, you can come and just take a look. Give some fist bumps to people, say hi to some people, meet some new friends. Uh, but get involved with Fuel. Also, uh, watch some of our matches. We're at Twitch. Uh, .tv backslash Fanshawe Fuel. We actually have four channels because we do broadcast a lot. So there's Fanshawe Fuel, Fanshawe Fuel 2, 3, 4. Uh, but uh, if you follow us on uh, on the Discord and you follow us on social medias at Fanshawe Fuel, you'll find out when our matches are, when our fun in-person tournaments are, uh, and all that great stuff. Just uh, get involved with us. Even if you're not a gamer, you just want to find an all-accepting community, uh, this is where you want to be, uh, fsu.ca backslash Discord. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks, man. Anyway, thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interrobang Podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Pick up your copy of Interrobang on newsstands now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I've been your host, Ben Harriatha. The Interrobang Podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.